listeners from Texas. We've had listeners from California. We've had, I don't know where else, Missouri, New York. New York. Yeah, we had a caller from New York. Did you say Germany? I did not say Germany. Germany. Okay, Germany. So um, we'd really like to know where you are. We want to put pins on the map and, uh, and you know, sort of keep track of, of where our where our listeners are. So please contact us at our website, recoveryinternetradio.com. And let us know where you're from. Um, we'd really like to know. We'd like to know who's listening out there. Um, we want to do uh, a quick, uh, a quick nod to our favorite band, Double Take. And um, I think they're performing sometime pretty soon. Do you know when their when their next gig is? You know what? I believe it's this coming weekend. It's Saturday at the uh, Escape in McHenry. It's actually on McHenry Road, but it's in Buffalo Grove. Yeah, check that out, will you? Anyway, you can go to their website at w at doubletakechicago.com and, and find out where you know the times and the locations. Is that right? There's a little bit of their music there, right? Yeah, how about that? Um, okay, we got a little brick house going on in the background here, but nevertheless. Um, oh, it was uh, yeah, Saturday, October sixth, I believe, it was yesterday. Oh, okay. So uh, it was, I'm sure it was a good show. <laughs> I bet it was. We weren't there. No. <laughs> Broken arm. Oh, okay. In, uh, oh, okay, great. Great. Uh, and that's doubletakechicago.com if you want to know more about them. They're great. They're rock and roll band, good to dance to. Um, and a quick <laughs> and a quick uh, nod to our friends at Dirty Laundry Designs. <laughs> uh, fresh Cards for Addiction Recovery. They have, uh, and that's, uh, what's their website? DirtyLaundryDesigns.com? And uh, yeah, they keep it simple. And Colleen is uh, the principal there, and they do cards and uh, bookmarks and other things for recovery-oriented, uh, recovery-oriented uh, people and their activities. And we, she was here a couple, three or four weeks ago, and left us a bunch of cards. They're really nice. So I think we've covered everything. Is there anything else I've missed? I think that's We've got. We got all our ads out of the way and all of that stuff. Okay. Um, so um, I guess we'll 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 get going. Is that okay? Yeah. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, I've introduced I've introduced Jane Carew. Thanks Hello. for coming. Hello. Thanks for having me, Rick. Yeah. <laughs> I know we. I know you've been. You know where who you've been interviewed. What, where else have you been interviewed? I mean, you've been on radio? Well, I, yeah, I, I've been interviewed on the radio several times. Mm-hmm. Um, on coaching radio, which was an international thing. I've been on evolving evolving radio. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I've been on television mm-hmm. multiple times. I think I was interviewed by a couple of other people on the way, but I... The names escape me, but I've been on the CBS Early Show, National mm-hmm. News, and mm-hmm. NBC locally here in Chicago several times, and I've been on uh, another NBC affiliate show uh, called Weekends with Whitney several times. What's that? What's the focus of that show? Do you know? Um, she, she well, doing? she kind of does a, a lot of different stories, mm-hmm. and um, I did two different stories with her, and one was Clutter and... I think the other one might have been hoarding related. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's neat. So you're a pro. I well, I I don't know that I'm a pro at this. You know, this is a, a live little studio audience, but yeah. it's like it's a little different. It's, it's it? longer. Yeah. You know, it's not like I have three minutes on television to cram everything in. Yeah, so. we don't have to do sound bites here. Yeah. We can just have a conversation. <laughs> yeah. Let's let it all go. Yeah, let it go. Yeah, that's what's nice about this. So I don't know. Well, let's start with this. Maybe, maybe we could start with what, what, where this came from. What gave you the idea of, you know, for clutter coaching in the first place, and maybe a little bit about you and where what the genesis of this thing was. Okay. Well, it's a twisted tale. 
Yeah, so, and like I said, we like Twisted Tales. Okay, so go for okay, it. Yeah. we love Twisted Tales. We love them. Well, I, I, I'll kind of give you the the high points. How's that? That's so I, I went through a, a fairly major transition where I left the corporate world. Mm-hmm. I call it a corporate escapee. So mm-hmm. I left the corporate world, and I went on kind of a personal growth journey mm-hmm. after having been rear-ended in a car accident. Mm-hmm. So, Did you get hurt? Uh, I was hurt, and I was in physical therapy for several months. Oh. Okay? This was like three weeks out of my corporate life. Mm. So it, was, it happened pretty quick. Yeah. And it kind of shook me up. And it was, you know, it was a blessing in disguise in many ways, although I couldn't see it at the moment that it happened. The <laughs> no. moment of impact, no. No, probably not. Yeah. Um, and at any rate, I, I went on a personal growth journey mm-hmm. that led me you know, in different directions, and I ended up moving, and I, in the process of moving, I looked at all the things I had collected over the years, and I just couldn't believe what, you know, why I had collected all these things, Mm -hmm. like I thought I needed them or wanted them, Mm -hmm. and I, long story short, I probably got got rid of more than 50% of what I owned before I moved. And I still ended up taking too much, and I still mm-hmm. feel that same way, even mm-hmm. though every year I let go of more. But I'd always valued organization. Okay? Mm-hmm. Were you a pretty organized person in the corporate world? Did you have to be? I Well, I had to be. I absolutely had to be because I was, you know, doing multiple tasks and clients right. and projects and, yeah, I was Kind yeah. of a crazy, hectic life. Yeah. Um, but I, so I always valued it. I'm not sure I ever felt totally on top of it, but I always valued it. Yeah. And then a very dear friend of mine told me I should clean my desk. Mm-hmm. And I was like puzzled, like clean my desk. And I, I, I really started thinking about it. In the meanwhile, my husband had had said to me, you know, I think you'd really be good as an organizer. Like, you could really help people. Can we just back up one okay. and and say, just like that comment about cleaning your desk, was that, what, where? It was the impetus. Okay. Where, did that come, where did that come from? Like, what was happening? I, you know what, because I, I was going through this whole personal growth journey and trying to figure the pieces of the puzzle out. Like, where was I going to go next? I got you. Okay, so you were, my like, life. a lot of, I was, lot of things floating I around. I had all kinds of things floating. I wanted so much to be able to make a difference in people's lives. Mm. I wanted I wanted to be of service in something really meaningful where, where I really could help someone. And, mm-hmm. and I was searching for that that venue, that yeah. that vehicle. Right. But couldn't, and when couldn't, couldn't put your finger I, on it. I couldn't put my finger on it. I had a lot of talent and background and experience, but I just couldn't figure out exactly how to hone that down. And, and so this dear friend said, why don't you start with cleaning your desk off? And I sat down at my desk and I went, what is she talking about? Why is she asking me to clean my desk? And in the process of cleaning the desk, I don't know, like, I started, like, the momentum started. And I just started going from one room in one area mm. to the next. And I kind of, you know, in the process of doing that, I reclaimed part of my life. And mm-hmm. so that's a, that, that, got some that, clarity. I got some true clarity. Cleaning the desk yeah. was a it metaphor was, for... Getting getting your getting organized yourself yeah. internally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it always has to come from me first. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's you know so so that's where that that's that that was where it was born. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it kind of was a twisted path. There were several things converging because I was doing workshops um, with another life coach, mm-hmm. and we were doing workshops, and I kept asking her. You know, I really want to do a workshop on organizing. Hmm. And this probably happened over the course of two years. Mm-hmm. And I, every so often I'd ask her, and then she would 
she would look at me, you know, like she didn't really get what I was getting, what I was going for. Mm. And about the third time, I decided I'm going to go do the workshop myself. And I went to do the research, and the next thing I know, I became an organizer, and I blended everything together. That the, Everything meaning the life coaching? Life coaching, my experience from corporate, my my being a mom, mm-hmm. uh, my being a wife, and, you know, mm-hmm. someone who loves their home and wants to feel really great when I come home. I want my home to make me feel good. <laughs> yeah. You want, that's, you want it to be a... A, yeah. a sanctuary. Yeah. I want it to be a sanctuary. Yeah. yeah. And did you did, did you go and get... Uh, you know, because when we, we did the introduction, I looked at, you know, you're certified in a number of things. Did you go mm-hmm. back, back to school or back to different things and get certified in these... I am a big believer in education. So mm-hmm. I went and took every class mm-hmm. that I possibly could. I joined the Organizers Association, and I, I don't think I probably missed three meetings in 10 years, okay? <laughs> I mean, I am a really committed. Mm-hmm. And um, and I actually was fortunate enough to be trained by Julie Morgenstern, mm-hmm. who was Oprah's organizer originally. Mm-hmm. And, um, she's the big fish? She's She's got five best-selling books. She's yeah, she's kind of the guru of organizing. And you've got a you wrote a book. I did write a book. This this would be the time this for you to tell us time. what the title is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my book is called The Simple Sizing Break. Simple Sizing Break. Yeah. And and it really was born out of um kind of a, a twisted tale, a story mm-hmm. too, where I went to visit my son at college yeah. and you would think with all the type of work that I do, running up and down stairs, dragging things around, you know, I I kept, managed to keep myself intact. But when I went to visit my son at college, I got out of the car and I broke my ankle. And I didn't just break it, I, like, really broke it, like all three bones. And, and so I ended up having to be operated on, and, and they told me I was going to be in bedridden for nine weeks. It was on my birthday too. Thank you. Yeah, and um, in case you didn't remember. Yeah, that. I mean, it just coincidentally happened mm-hmm. to be on my birthday. And um, you know, when when I went to the hospital, I was like, "Can't you just cast it so we can like move on?" You know, I've got an agenda here. And they looked at me like I was nuts, and so they tried to put it back in place. And I went to um, the hospital back home, and I got operated on, and. You know, they were right about the nine weeks. Even as reluctant as so I was like to accept it, I was out of commission. For I was out of commission, and I said, "You don't understand. I can't be out of commission." You know, but I, I had these. It was so painful. It was unbelievably painful, and I had all these pain pills that mm-hmm. they gave me, and so I was taking the pain pills like they uh, prescribed, mm-hmm. but. As opposed As to many people that I talk to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but but the problem was I lost my memory because I figured, well, I could, I'll catch up on my reading because I, I, I know I'll go crazy watching television after a day or two, so I'll catch up on my reading. Well, I couldn't retain a sentence. By the time I got to the end of the first sentence, it was gone. It was the pills that it were was the pills taking that your memory out? It took my brain away, and it was very unfortunate and I couldn't live without the pills because I was in so much pain um, so I decided what can I do I here I am in one room my husband's working and you know I have I'm on my own really mm-hmm. so I decided I would write I would that I could do I could actually try and write and figure out what was the reason that I needed to have this abrupt stop Hmm. And, and there it was. And so I started writing. And, and then after I wrote my little story, I realized I had always wanted to put client stories together. So I wrote my client stories out, just case studies. And mm-hmm. they were just vignettes with, that I named according to the, the type of process that mm-hmm. we were 
that they were going through. Mm-hmm. Those were chap. Those were the chapter those headings. Were, yeah, those were yeah all little different vignettes, and then I added organizing inspiration to the book. So. Which fits perfectly with what we're what we're doing here, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, helping inspiration. Totally. You you describe yourself and in some in some of the, some of your literature as uh, a recovering clutterbug. Yeah. Can you say something about that? What well, does that What does that mean to you? You know, I I think that um, that insight that I received when I moved and I mm. saw that I had collected, mm. you know, too many clothes, too many shoes, um, probably too much kitchen stuff. I things I probably been given as gifts that I didn't even know what they did. I mean, let alone use them. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, <laughs> you know, you name it. Right. I, I collected it somehow. I was brainwashed, I think, into thinking I needed these things for whatever reason. I think I saw... I think we, I think we have an egg cooker. <laughs> just thinking of, I was just yeah, thinking of kitchen things that have absolutely... Can't you just put the egg in the pot and cook it? Yeah, there's Why things, do we need an egg cooker? Well, it's fine if you use it. Right. But if you don't use it and it just sits up there forever, it's taking up space. Right. And it's not in the hands of someone who really needs it and could really make use out of it. What What do you think that, what, what do you think, at least in your case, it may not be in everybody's case, and, you know, tell me if this is, you know, is digging too much, but... What do you think was behind that, uh, holding on to things like that? Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm just, okay. I'm just, just, you know. I know what was behind it. You want to tell me? Or <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking about it. Do okay. You want, to, you want to think about it a little more? You want to come back to it? I don't care. I mean, I just. Okay. I, I You know what? Um, I believe that I felt deprived. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And I remember making a conscious decision in high school that I was going to do it differently. That you would never be without. Oh yeah, but I yeah. would be with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you would be with a lot. <laughs> I would have yes, and it wasn't like we didn't have anything, you know. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, no, I get taken that. care of and all that, but you can feel that yeah. way. Yeah. Anyway, what the, right. You know what the stuff doesn't yeah, matter, does it? Just a mentality of lack. The only reason I ask is not not. You know, I, I don't. I don't mean to out you, but I know that there's people out there that are gonna identify with that. You know, they're they're gonna have mm-hmm. their. And everybody has, I'm sure, their own reasons, but mm-hmm. I, I bet you that's not an uncommon one. Right, right. And that's and that's that, so. That kind of brings us maybe to the next mm, level of of question, which okay. is, what is a uh, what is a clutter problem, and what do you what do you do in general? What do you do about, about it? So, how does it work? Someone calls you up, or is it? I get calls on on a daily basis. Okay. Okay. I talked to two people today, and you want me to tell you about the two people today? Tell me about okay. the two people. I mean, today. I don't this know. is great. Let's. Yeah, it's a hot okay. topic. Sure. Right um, on top. Let me. Yeah, because it's top of mind because um, it happened today. So I had a woman call me who was calling about her sister who she believes is a hoarder. Mm -hmm. She came in town from the West Coast and she's staying with another sister and the third sister won't let them in for like eight years now. And the other sister that we're talking about is the one that is potentially the hoarder. Correct. Yeah. So that was one call. Let me think about it. What did you tell her? The other call. What did I? Tell I mean, you? what did what, oh. what what happened as a result? Is she gonna is she gonna use she's, you as a consultant or? She's going to approach the sister mm-hmm. and see if she's open to having a conversation with me. Okay. In which case, she has to contact me. Yeah. I will not contact no. her. Yeah. And too intrusive. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. I mean, lots of people want to give me for a gift. 
Mm. And I am not a gift to everyone. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Somebody who and, wants to and, keep <laughs> their stuff, you might be a curse. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not a gift I was looking for. right, yeah. exactly. So I, yeah. it has to Smart. be initiated Smart. by the person. Yeah. Okay. You've learned that over time, or you knew that going in? Um. No, I think it's something you learn because you have lots of lots of people calling you that want to help someone else, and so. They give you the information. Yeah. I won't even issue a gift certificate unless I know for sure that that person wants it. Yeah. Like, I will question yeah. Yeah. whoever's buying it and make sure that they've requested it or they've had a discussion before right. I'll issue it. Right. Well, that that makes that makes good sense. Our our um, our most well, how does how does your client? Well, maybe you could tell about the other call you got then. You, oh, you know, the other call I got, I actually never got to connect with that person, but I will tell you this, the brief scenario. This is a woman that just moved, and it sounds like it's a fairly good-sized home, and she feels very disorganized because, you know, so she, in my opinion, she needs a triage, okay, like where, <laughs> you know, we get these calls where... You know, husbands, you know, and fathers are standing outside on the corner going, my wife can't find anything and the kids are starving. And, you know, that I consider that a triage. Okay. Right. Like we got to get somebody in yeah. right away. Do we call and the ambulance or yeah. does, does Jane come? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, this, <laughs> Clutter coach to the rescue. That's it. Right. So, you know, this, I, she just moved in. So she's, Somehow she's arranged for a cleaning service and painters, but she can't get her stuff organized. So she wants help getting organized. Well, that's a good. I mean, in a way, that's a good picture because that that's not a that's not a case where this is a horrible situation. It's a situational thing. Situational thing. Yes. Which maybe we'll we'll be able to talk about. Maybe you'll be able to define that a little bit for us, but I think we'll do that after the break um, because we're about ready to do that. We're about ready to get Russell T. over here okay. to get his stuff organized. And I know, Chris, you got to get the mic over there, right? And then, yeah, and then we'll we'll, we'll reconvene in about, okay. about five after Russell has a chance to play a song. And before you play, Russ, maybe you could take a minute to tell us a little bit about what you're doing. Heart Walking Productions. Can you tell us about that and about what your travels are going to be? Yeah. I'm, uh, I started a company called Heart Walking Productions. And basically what I do is I help inspire people to live in their heart. Because... Mm. From my experiences, when you live out of the head and you, I ignore the voice of the heart, that's when I take on stress, mm-hmm. pressure, anxiety, frustration, and clutter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all of its forms. A little up here and a little out there, and boom. So, yeah, so one of the things I'm doing is, um, you know, uh, I have fun in everything I do. Yes, you do. Uh, I, w- I want to testify. I will, I, want to, I will testify. I will have fun no matter how good or how bad it gets. Yes. And um, one of the things that I do is inspire people to uh, travel through adventure and uh, as we adventure through their hearts. So one of the first things I'm going to do, you mentioned I was an Everkid. Uh, my first trip is going to be about a six-week trip over in Turkey. And I may visit Russia and Poland but we're going to have kids from all those countries and China, or not China, Japan, mm-hmm. uh, come into Turkey, and we're going to help inspire all these learn English hmm. through uh, speaking, singing, mm-hmm. music, traveling, adventures. It's going to be a blast. So we're going to work with about seventy-five to hundred kids. Wow, that sounds like that sounds like fun. I am. It's totally fun. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got to get rid of some clutter in my life so I can. Yeah, you do. Yeah, there you go. You're gonna have to unclutter. So, so uh, what are you gonna play? Well, it was. Uh, I had a special request for little John Denver, so I'm gonna do a little sunshine on my shoulders. This one's for Mo. This one's for Mo. <laughs> 
My back on. Okay. Yeah, I closed my eyes and I thought John Bender was down here for a minute. John, although John's passed away, so. Right. <laughs> 
So I guess it probably wasn't. He was doing what he loved. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Thank you for that. And you're gonna play. You're gonna uh, play us out with another song, right? Yes. Okay. All right. Good deal. Um, so yeah. So I want to kind of get back to uh, get back to what we were doing here. And I have there's there's a lot that I there's a lot that I want to know. Yeah. Um, so, all right. So, um, you've answered one of the questions I had, which is, um, is clutter the same as hoarding? And I think you've kind of made that distinction. No, you haven't made that distinction. Tell me about that. Okay. So, the current currently, the definite characteristics of hoarding are threefold. Okay. The acquisition of and failure to discard possessions that appear to be useless or of limited value. Okay. Living spaces that are sufficiently cluttered as to preclude their intended use. Okay. Or significant distress or impairment caused by clutter. Okay. Okay. You've seen these things. You've seen you've seen examples of the oh, of yeah. that. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention I've been on the hoarders program twice too. What is that? The hoarder show on oh. A&E. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so, the show. I mean, besides my own clients, I've been involved in several hoarder shows. I forgot about that. <laughs> Sorry, Rick. <laughs> I mean, you're famous Sorry. and you're not telling us here, Jane. Okay. So, <laughs> cluttercoach.com. Yeah, okay. Um, It can be. Mm-hmm. It can be. It it doesn't necessarily have to be. It has to be special circumstances that that fit, um, you know, that that fit their needs at the time. Okay. So again, it could be a triage thing. Right. They do a lot of that. Okay. And but many times it is really, really extreme. Now I've been. I, I've actually. Uh, I didn't know what hoarding was. This happened to, a long time ago. There was a lady that that uh, was involved with it. I knew the son, and the son was coming to an agency I worked for, and he was having difficulty in school, et cetera, et cetera. And he he asked a group of us that worked at this agency if we'd help his mom clean up her house, mm-hmm. and we thought we'd be helpful. When we got there, it was more or less what you just those three three things that you described, you know, like a narrow pathway mm-hmm. from the kitchen to the bathroom with magazines and newspapers and assorted things piled up on either side, and you know, and it, and it, and, the, and what turned out, what the situation turned out to be was that she had lost her husband several years before, and had just never, had, she had just shut down, and never was able to let go of anything from that point. To right. you know, and she did allow us to help her clean up the house, and wow. I think that that in good. some, I mean, I didn't know anything about it at the time, but it mm-hmm. seemed like that that helped both the kid and the mom. That's you great. know, in our in our ignorance of the process, I don't even. I mean, this was twenty five or more years ago, and I don't even know if the word if the notion of hoarding was around then. I, maybe. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but it's. But that's more what, prevalent. That's my. That's what I think of as hoarding. Is that mm-hmm. an accurate view? Well, uh, you know, I. I feel hoarding is an extreme of yeah. clutter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I do feel like, for instance, where you cannot use the room for its intended use. Yeah. In other words, the kitchen is unusable. There's. Papers inside the oven, along with hair things and and whatnot. Okay, right. do you? There's no cooking going on. There's you know, many times you know, rotting food inside the refrigerator could be on the counters or on the floor. Um, so the rooms actually do not function for what they were designed their purpose. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. But you're saying that that's an, that's an extreme, and I, I that's an yeah. extreme. So yes. there's a whole range. There's a whole range there's here. There's a whole range. All the way down to somebody who wants to organize their closet uh, and is is messy. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll give you a for instance. You know, there's someone here. You have a desk here, mm-hmm. okay? 
and you know it's got a few files and papers on it okay there are people that would feel that this is cluttered mhm okay and there are other people that if we cleared it and there wasn't anything on the desk they'd go nuts because mm-hmm. they cannot tolerate nothing <laughs> on the surface okay right, right. it's there it makes them very uncomfortable okay okay so I've, I've been with both, so I can never tell what clutter is because I don't look through my own lens. I look through the client's lens as to what is clutter for them. Right, so everybody kind of has their own level, as it were, like at their own baseline. Yes, I, I, have to, I have to distinguish what they feel is clutter. Like, just because I see the desk is filled could mean nothing. They could be totally fine with that desk. It's functional. It doesn't bother them. I'm not, they didn't call me in for that. Right. What, okay. what do you think makes the difference? I mean, why, why, why is one, why, why is that? Is it just because of individual differences of people or is it? You know, I think that there are people that can tolerate different things. And, mm. Some people have a very high tolerance for the clutter. They cannot imagine the clutter being taken away from them. And, you know, I have worked with uh, quite a few hoarders, mm-hmm. you know, and not everyone is wants to work, not every professional organizer wants to work with a hoarder or is trained to work with a hoarder, okay, because it does take some special experience and um uh, ways of dealing with situations like that. But one thing I wanted you to know okay. is there, there is a place called the Institute for Challenging Disorganization, Okay. which their website is challengingdisorganization.org, mm-hmm. and they have designed the clutter hoarding scale, which is the baseline of what is used to determine the level of clutter. Okay. Okay? And there's five levels. Five being the most extreme, like you may see on one of the hoarder shows. Right. Okay? Can't get through the room, kitchen unusable, that kind of Correct. thing. Correct. And maybe, you know, there's no running water. The entrances are blocked. So there's safety issues in the, right. in the household. There could be... Um, Rodents, mice dropping, mold, mm-hmm. standing water, you name it, you right. know, it can be in there. And um, and I have I have dealt with some level five quarters. Mm-hmm. And then all, the one would be? One would be where there's just starting to be clutter where it's starting to pile up. Okay. Okay. It's not getting in the way it's, yet. It's yeah, just... it's. It's not, you know, you can still access everywhere. The rooms are still generally can be used for their purposes. And is 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 hoarding generally assumed to be a disorder, or how 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 well, is it framed? It's now supposed to be in the new book. The DSM. The, yes, the DSM. It's going to five, have. Its, I guess, uh, yes, it's the, going to have its own. Its own diagnostic mm-hmm. category. Correct. Okay, but as of now, it doesn't. But it no, but it, but will. it will be. Because what you're looking at, there's a thing called the Jelinek chart, which is the, the the addictions. You know, it shows the different levels basically of addiction down the scale, and then mm-hmm. up the other side of recovery. And so, you know, that what you just what you're looking at there is the the analogy to the Jelinek chart for chemical okay. for chemical dependency. Yeah. Well, what's interesting uh, is this is for professional organizers and therapists, this organization. Oh, okay. All so right. it's based on their collaborating. I know we talked a little bit about this um, before the show, and you said that it would be it might be a little difficult for you to talk about because you don't feel like you're an expert in addiction, but what what do you see as the uh, connection or the uh, – is there a connection or is there a similarity between 
supporting and addiction, the addiction process as you understand it? Well, there are people that have shopping addictions. Yeah. Okay. There are people that have have it that they must collect all the pieces to whatever the collection is. You know, I whether it's precious moments or right. whatever those collections are, they cannot rest until they have all of them, the whole series or the whole set. Right. Okay. Right. And they. Um, so I don't know if that. So that fits in somewhere yeah. with, you know, obsessive and compulsive. Right. Which then fits in with the with that has to go somewhere. So right. that becomes. And then they be. have more collections, and then there's more collections. And right. I had a client who collected penguins, and everyone, <laughs> everyone would give her penguins. Okay. So I mean, she had penguins everywhere in every room, and she she didn't even like them. Okay, I mean, <laughs> I mean, she was originally liked them, you know, maybe way back when, and okay. you know, it's like, and then right. every birthday and every right. holiday, everybody got her penguins, you know, because they thought that's what she liked, and that's how it can happen, you know, right. It is. It can be gifts, and then they they're paralyzed to give away a gift. Okay, I give them permission to give okay, stuff to away. To give stuff away because they feel like they can't give give it away because Aunt Alice gave it to them, and that would mean that they don't care about Aunt Alice or value her. Okay, uh, and I'm like, it's, I give you permission. It's okay. Right. Uh, you know. Is I'm a, a pretty... recovering perfectionist too, so. So say say some more about that because I know we we had talked about that. Yeah. What is that? Well, I think you know it's sort of like the collection thing. They must have the whole series. That's a that they, that they, makes it a perfect. Yeah, it makes it perfect. Yeah, if they have the whole thing. If they're missing one, not it's perfect. not perfect. Got okay. It. Yeah. And it's it's like it's the all or nothing black and white thinking hmm. that. They can't even start organizing because they don't know where to start, and they it, it'll never be perfect enough. Yeah. Okay. That it's like a waste to even start or try, which isn't true. Yeah. And that's yeah. Is there is there like some uh, uh, shame tied in there somewhere or? Yeah, a lot of people have a lot of judgment about themselves and how they should do it, and that they don't, you know, they they feel like they don't want to open up their home. They don't want people to see what they've created. And understandably so. So one thing I tell them is, please don't clean up because it's going to defeat the purpose. Like, don't straighten up for me. I got to see it the way it really is. In other words, because they're going to clean. I can't help you. It's like going to the doctor, but right. healing yourself first, you know, before you go. <laughs> yeah, or fixing your car before you take it to the mechanic. Yeah, that doesn't. But that they're ashamed of how it looks. And so yeah, they, they have wanna, judgment. They don't... I don't have any judgment about them. Right. You know, I never. I don't see what they see unless they point it out to me. So what is so what does recovery from from this look like? Um. Do you mind if I sidestep for one second Fine. and come yeah. back to that? Because I to wanted that. to I wanted to address one other thing that you said yeah. um previously. Yeah. Which is you dealt with someone who experienced a loss and yeah. you don't want to lose that piece. Okay. So um I I want you to know that many times I'm dealing with people who are in extreme situations mm-hmm. who have experienced some type of a loss. That's a common thing. It is a common thing. Okay. And, you know, there. I've been in homes where time totally stopped. Mm. And nothing moved forward. From the point of whatever that trauma was, right. whatever that loss was. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Okay. I, yeah. Okay. I'm willing to switch back now. I just had to get that out. Good. <laughs> Okay, we got we got that done. Okay, but I I mean I really I'm glad you did because I really you know I'm not I don't know about these things I just and I was completely we were complete um, innocence in in approaching that that situation and then that's right. just what turned up so, so it's right. interesting to know that that's common 
And, I, and I, it's interesting to me, to, you know, you were told that penguin story. And, you know, when you said she doesn't even like penguins. Yeah, she's like outgrown her penguin-like. And here's you the know? thing. Here's what, I, here's what I'm thinking. Okay, I, I, you know, I'm an addictions guy, and I think that way. And the parallels, uh, whether whether the, whether we can say this is an addiction or whether we don't say it's an addiction, is immaterial. But the parallels are uncanny. I'll say that much. Mm-hmm. You know, the black and white thinking is one thing that you mm-hmm. said. The perfectionism mm-hmm. is one thing you said. But when when a, a drug addict, at the end stages of their drug addiction, or an alcoholic, they don't want to drink. Right. They don't like drinking anymore. Right. They just can't stop doing it. Right. They don't like drugs anymore. They just can't stop doing it. Right. And so she yeah. doesn't like penguins anymore, but she can't stop collecting them. I mean, right. it, it's just, it was just too. It was just right. too funny. Right. So um, the 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 recovery, what recovery yeah. looks like, a little bit, okay. you could say. Okay. So um, I've seen a lot of transformation. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's like any program; you have to work it. Mm-hmm. It takes time, and the transformation that I've been able to see is not just the personal space or the office space or whatever, but I can actually visually see it on the person. Mm-hmm. What do you see? I I can see a lightness. I can see more life. They they've come back to life. They've started breathing and living again. I've seen people that have taken their lives from negativity and totally transformed and found love and new careers and you know just transformation in every form. Just what you just what you wanted to do when you started the business. Exactly. Isn't that, isn't exactly. That something? Isn't that something? But I mean, yeah, I, it's and, amazing. And it's amazing. And is that? And you know, we put we. You know, when I when I titled the show, it was arbit. It was I have to go with what what little I know at the in the moment, and we were even joking around about the drama, you know. And I put in there the fear of letting go, mm-hmm. you know, but. But letting go, what you're talking about it in terms of the transformation is does does the term letting go fit there? Absolutely, you have to clear in order to make space for what you want. It's so valuable and important, and I practice it myself. I need to be clear so that I can make space for what's next. Yeah. Okay, and and that's what. When I go to visit with a client, I'm always looking for clues for their life because it's always about them, not the stuff. And I'm looking for clues as to the life that they really want to live. You know, I'm willing to listen to the story of how the circumstances of how they got where they are, but I'm always looking for the vision of where they could be. Like if I can get, for instance, one of... I had a client who was an art teacher who had waist-high clutter in her studio. Mm. And I created a studio for her, and she could then create her art. Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how many times that has Mm. happened, and I've been able to be of service Mm -hmm. so that someone could play their music, toot their own horn, where someone can actually hear their music. Mm-hmm. What a beautiful Whatever thing. Whatever form it is. What a beautiful thing to be able to be a part of. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. It's, it's fantastic. If you could if you could say one thing to people out there who are questioning whether this is an issue for them, how what would you what would you say to them? How would you how would you suggest that they what what should they do? Okay. If, if people think that there's an issue for them or that they're in a household where it's an issue for someone else, mm-hmm. many times there's two different or more people in the household and they have different tolerances. Right. And so, you know, they could, there's usually one of each. 
in every household <laughs> at least, okay? Uh-huh. And, you know, if someone's bothering them that, you know, about clutter and stuff, that they may need to take a different perspective mm. and they may need to look around the space, try and look from a stranger's perspective mm-hmm. and be objective and write down what maybe needs attention, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe they can do it with the other person and start small. Hmm. Do a little drawer. Hmm. Clean your desk. Clean your desk. Do something <laughs> your small purse. in little pieces. Your little right. your, your little friend? Yes. She, that I happen to know her, too, and I've <laughs> known that she's often suggested that people start with their purses. Yeah. I always laugh about yeah. that. Jane, I really appreciate you coming tonight and talking to us and giving and sharing us with us what you what you do and how you do it. It's a, it's really just such a such a cool thing. Thank you, Rick. And uh, so, and I think Russ Russell T is going to play us out tonight. And oh, we got to mention your website one more time. Oh, thank you. Clutter, it's cluttercoach.com. Cluttercoach.com, and if you want to want to know more about what Jane does, Clutter Coach Company does, go to her website and find out more. I hope you do. Thank you. You have a, the audience has a question? Could you bring her back so we can learn more stories? <laughs> I'd love to do that. I know, I know. <laughs> of course I would. How could I say no? <laughs> okay. Yeah, where can we find your book, Jane? On Amazon. Amazon. And the name of your book one more time? The Simple Sizing Break. Simple Sizing Break. Okay. That's it. Thank you Thank again. Thank you very much. Russell T., will you play us? What are you going to play? Yeah, well, the, the best song I got was trying to find something with a shovel or a level gauge or something, but I came up with a song that had a hammer. <laughs> It'll have to do. So, hey, if I had a hammer, that's what we're going to do. Okay, let's have it. All right. If I had a hammer... just want to say thanks tonight for Jane, to Jane and to Russ for our music. And I want to thank our listeners and our studio audience for making us a successful little underground support source for the recovering community. We'll email our reminders for next week's show. And as always, look at recovery from a wide open perspective. Remember to check recoveryinternetradio.com for all the archive shows and to sign up for our email reminder list. Remember, too, that we want to hear from you so we know where our listeners are. As always, live today, love yourself and your neighbors, and together we'll trudge the happy road to destiny. We hope you've enjoyed the show tonight. See you at 8 next Sunday night.